Welcome back, everybody, to another show of Flyway Connections. Again, like always, I'm here with my buddy Joe. Joe? Hey, how y'all doing today? All right, so today's show, we're going to go over uh, the difference between neoprene waders and breathables. Um, obviously, Joe's going to have a little bit more in-depth detail on this because he's been doing it long, way longer than I have, but uh, we're going to try to make it as easy as possible for our listeners so they can kind of understand the difference for new uh, waterfowlers like myself. So, Joe, just to start off, out of your experience, and this is without reading anything, what are the two differences to you or two main differences between neoprene and breathables? All right, so neoprene and uh, breathables. All right, so, you know, just, just a little history lesson on waders in general. All right, you go back 50 years ago, you know, to when my great-grandfather was, you know, hunting ducks. You know, their waders were canvas, uh, wax canvas or canvas treated with um, – some type of uh, treatment, usually a, a kerosene, you know, attached to rubber, rubber boot. You know, then you go into like the 80s where. So, time out. So, so way, way back then, all it was was canvas with some type of glue that stuck to the boot. Yeah. And um, how, how bad do you think that was for those? I guys? mean, yeah, they leaked every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How great was a Model T compared to a Ford F-150 in 2021? You know what I'm saying? So actually, I, I looked up a video um, just because I was kind of want to get more in depth into this. And uh, I guess but at that time when people were using Canvas or there was even people out there, uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, that were just going out there in jeans and a shirt. Yeah. I mean, they, another thing. They were just walking out there. In, uh, PVC type plastic. Mm-hmm. That was a come work in the 70s. The little rubber PFC. PVC plastics, mm-hmm. like the, rub- the rubbery um, waders, but those were, you know, they usually probably, they, those wore out real easy as well. Okay, so when, what came first, the neoprene or the breathables? Uh, neoprene. Okay, and then after those canvas and uh, those uh, rigged uh, sets that they had back in the day, what yeah. did they use? Was it neoprene or did they try so something? Like I said, hard? neoprene, from what, I, what I've noticed was neoprene came out probably during the 80s. And, you know, it took over in the, you know, 90s. Neoprene was like the benchmark and even to the early 2000s. I didn't start seeing um, breathables probably into 2007 time frame. Um, Lacrosse and them were making, some, you know, some breathables. Then you uh, banned it, I think, in like the 2014 time frame. They were like the ones that came out with like the you know the, the new benchmark on the breathable waders where you know I would say they probably frontiered the new style breathables that you know a lot of companies are using now was abandoned uh, back like around like the 2014-15 time frame. Okay, so I'm just gonna go off of my experience. So I feel like bear with me. I've used neoprenes. I use breathables. I love breathables because they don't stick to me. Now, I understand we had a conversation actually out while we were hunting one time. You said you like that because when you lift up your foot, your boots go with you. There's nothing like it just uh, stuck to you when it comes to neoprene. 
Uh, me, not so much. Yeah, I get that. I understand that. I like that. So for the listeners out there, from my experiences and your experience, and then correct me if I'm wrong, breathables are going to give you more of that flexible, breathable, lightweight, comfortable feeling versus neoprene will, will give you that tight feeling. It's not going to be as comfortable, but you're going to feel more secure. It's To me, it's going to feel more uh, molded to your body. Um, they, they obviously are less breathable waders. Um, but from my understanding and what I've read is that when it comes to extreme weather, breathables are actually better. I mean, uh, neoprenes are actually better than breathables. Yeah, so I mean, it's cold out there. From from like my experience, I mean, you wear breathables. Yeah. Um, you know, I wear um, neoprenes. And I've always yeah. had neoprenes, and I've I've had some breathable. But I keep going back to the neoprene. I will say my next pair probably will be the breathe uh, will be breathables. I'm probably gonna end up picking up the these Drake breathables. Yeah, soon. so so for the listeners, I use breathables. Joe does use neoprene. Um, just the research that I've gone over, um, neoprene are a lot. They 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 keep you warmer in colder weather than breathables. Now. I, I couldn't really tell the difference off my first season just because um, were in Louisiana. Really I was in Louisiana, you know, it wasn't crazy besides the wind. And I, I was wearing like waffle bottoms and silks yeah. and stuff. So, um, but I will say like uh, my son, Damien, he has, I got him. He has neoprene. Those uh, ones I got at Nichols. Uh, you got to remind me what they're called. The Ithaca's. They're like, Ithaca's. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he loves them. So, yeah. Um, I mean, even like you were saying with, you know, neoprene and, you know, we'll keep you warm and stuff. I mean, technology's come so far and the way we, the, the way we do layering systems now for, um, gear, like, I mean, frog tog, um, Drake, they have a, you know, they have waiter, breathable waiter systems now that are, you know, layered to have, you know, like a fleece lining, or I think the Drake's have kind of like that would be, a poncho yeah. lining, um, lining like old smoker jackets. So I mean, you can. I mean, breathables will keep you warm. I mean, um, I know for this podcast, I picked. You know, the topic of waiters. I picked three waiters that um, that I would recommend to a new waterfowler. And when another thing we can talk about is you know, so depending when you're hunting, you might not even need waiters. I mean, yeah. There's so many other options. There's hip boots. There's um, you know, if, if you're hunting out of a boat, I wouldn't wear. At no time should you be, you know, you have waders on. Period. If you're hunting out of a boat, I mean, or even hip boots, I'd probably just go with a good um, muck boot or something like that, or even a rubber boot. Okay, uh, so here, here's a question, and uh, so when it comes to waders, there's obviously some risk, especially when you're in a kayak or a boat. Um, and this is just from you telling me. I've never experienced it myself. But what happens if you fall in with waders in alpha boat without wearing a life jacket? What's going to happen? I mean, I'm no scientist or whatever. Bill, not a science <laughs> guy. But they start filling up with water, and when yeah something fills up with water, like a tub or you know a cup, and you put it goes it goes things to the bottom. Now I've seen some videos on um on YouTube. Where guys get you know they jump in the pool with their um, waders on, and they'll have a their waiter belt. You know, hey, if your waiter's going to the waiter belt, 
wear it. It's there to slow down the intake of water. And the first thing those guys do is with the waiter belt, they lay on their back and kept their feet above the water. And uh, it seemed like the way they explained it is their boot would fill up with air and they would stay buoyant. Mm. Um, I'm not risking it. I'd say yeah. if you're going to have a boat or a floating blind, just don't wear waders. Um, you know, if you so just for Yeah, just for our listeners, I mean, that's something I would say people to research a little bit more. But it is something to keep in your uh, your handy bag or whatever. Um, but I would say where if you're gonna wear waders, wear a life jacket. So yeah, I mean, yeah, at all times if you're on if you're on the water moving and a boat ride, wear, I mean, wear a protective floatable device. I mean, that's and most states it's the law. Um, maybe another substitute for waders if you're gonna hunt out one of those things is wearing the um, the muck boots or, or whatnot with mm-hmm. um, bibs. I mean, to keep you warm. Um, I mean, I, I am a little guilty of uh, not wearing my life jacket, but um, I need to be better at that. But all right. So before we get into because I kind of want to get more in depth in this just because um, we can talk about our top three uh, later on in the show. So I, I did pull up a little bit of definitions on there. So do you know anything as far as the history between what happened how neoprene came about? Nah. Or breathables? Um, not top of my head with okay. any type of history of it. Well, I'll be honest. I was hoping you did because uh, <laughs> I don't. I mean, so if any seven... listeners out there, if you guys know the, the history on it, please inform us and we'll go ahead and put it on the show. I mean, probably after this show, I should have researched it a little bit more. But, but I uh, mean, the, the, the big thing, I guess, with history-wise is the invention of Gore-Tex. Yeah. You know, different... Um, what do you call it? Um, waterproof materials mm-hmm. uh, finishes. Um, I will also say too is maintenance. Maintenance is a big difference. So I know with breathables, you got to spray that uh, Gore-Tex spray over. You can get a Walmart for like I don't know five bucks. Yeah. I mean, then, uh, then there's big maintenance with um, neoprene as well. I mean, so yeah. I mean, what I do with all my neoprenes. Um, and when you're ready for me, we can talk about the, my, my top three pair of waders I'd pick for anybody. But um, with seams, I mean, you, you'll you see with the neoprene is where you're going to get leaks at. It's going to be the seams. And just 90% of the time, it's going to be your crotch. It's the first one to go because, you know, trying to bind those together the way most neoprene waders are, uh, they waterproof their seams is they use, you know, there's a stitching compound on the outside. And they use some type of waiter tape or um, neoprene tape on the inside to yeah. waterproof that seam. Uh, what I do with my seams is um, all my seams I, I go over with Aqua Seal and then a, a Flex Seal. And that's all. That's with neoprene and breathables. You do that uh, with neoprene. I mean, I've only had one pair of breathables. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what? My- yeah. So what? What is a good? Um- I guess you would say a secondary patch um, to fix what uh, waders on on the go while you're out there and you're like you don't want to finish the hunt. What is something that somebody can get low budget just to fix their stuff? Now, I mean, with the neoprenes, you can buy a little cheap neoprene kits, but ninety percent neoprene waders are going to come with um, neoprene patches and mm-hmm. some, some Aqua Seal. Uh, the same thing with 
breathables, breathables. breathables have like the little patches. Um, there's some yeah, things I, you know, like I said, when we did the blind bag, I usually keep a water sealant tape um, or some type of waterproof duct tape for if you know if I've got a hole in the breathables, I would just take some of that tape with some shoe goo, put it over, and then you know finish the hunt. I mean, it also depends on how big the hole is. You know, yeah. you know those or you know for minor fixes just to finish out a hunt. Um. So let, let let me go over. I'm gonna I'm gonna just go over the differences, pros and cons between bre- what I found breathables and waders. So it says uh, main difference between neoprene uh, breathable waders. Neoprene. Now I don't read good, so bear with me. Neoprene waders are compromise of neoprene rubber material that is filled with tiny nitrons bubbles. That means that they are physically tough and have insulation properties that provide you with uh, inherent warmth. So I guess that's where the whole warmth comes from. Um, however, they are also heavier and do not allow for access moisture, such as sweat, to escape. So do you feel sweaty, more sweatier in your... Oh, neoprene? yeah. I mean, a lot of people will say, oh, my, my waders have a hole in them. They're wearing the neoprene, so I think they're leaking. Nine times out of ten... I'm going to say it's probably not a leak. It's actually sweat. Sweat, um, yeah. I mean, when you're choosing a waiter, think about your environment and think about the that you're using. You know? Yeah. And that goes with any breathable or um, neoprene. Like, if I'm hunting down here in Louisiana, I should probably go with a 400 or 600 insulin boot. I probably don't need, you know, a 1600 insulin boot like I was hunting up, you know, up in the Dakotas or the potholes of um, Kansas and all that in the Kansas marshes where it snows all the time. Yeah. So, so what's the difference between those insulate boots? It's just the warmth of them. Yeah. It's a thin insulate. One has more thin insulate. One has less thin insulate. Okay. So the more this, better for colder, the less yeah. better for like. I mean, this like Louisiana. our army boots. Yeah. Like, you know, like your cold weather boots have a higher thin insulate than your summer boots. Okay. Nice. So. Let, let me go into breathable's de- definition. Breathe, breathable waders can provide a more flexible fit. And while they may cost a bit more, they can be great option when breathable, when breathability and mobility are most important to you. They are lightweight and are designed to draw moisture away from the body, making for a comfortable waiting experience. So would you say that's pretty true? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say just for me, I do like breathables. Now, if you're in Louisiana, I don't think the cold thing really matters. I guess it's just your preference. I do understand like from experience because I've wore Damien's uh, neoprenes, they do stick to you. So they're they're moving with you. Um, I will say with my breathables, I do have a size bigger than my foot because um, from what you told me one time, you want to get a size bigger so you can get those uh, heavier socks. socks when it's, yeah. yeah. Um, so when it's warmer, my feet do slip because it's not like the neoprene where they stick to me and my boot comes out. So that people got to there's a there's a give and there's a take from there. So I think when people when they go looking for waders, they need to really understand. I mean, it'd probably be best to buy both neoprene and waders. <laughs> I mean, uh, neoprene and breathables. So you can kind of like when the season comes, you know what you you want to wear. Yeah, so. I mean, I think more so with the waders though, and for like new hunters is what do you want out of your waders? And yeah. this is this is is beyond the breathable and 
the neoprene mm-hmm. is, you know, think about accessibility. You know, the you know between different brands, uh, what does each brand offer? Uh, I'm a big fan of the Drake waders. I love the Drake equator uh, waiter system. Um, mm-hmm. I like the, the way the pockets, you know, the pockets are. Um, you know, so you know, the pocket systems and, you know, where yeah. you know, I can carry calls, I can carry, you know, everything. Um, and then there's some guys who like, who, who like uh, Sitka waiters. I know a lot of people that hunt with Sitka waiters. Um, and 90, there's a joke in the Valen Honor Outdoors amongst all the waterfowl uh, staff members is, I'm the only guy in Valhalla Outdoors that doesn't hunt Sitka waders, the, the Sitka de, uh, Delta waders. Um, I mean, they, so, they, so what are the Sitka waders? Are they? I mean, do they come in airframe? They come. In- no, they come. Um, they're breathables. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the breathable material. They do have a little bit of neoprene around the boot for flexibility. Uh-huh. Um. I mean, they're super durable. They they use a lacrosse boot. Um, they have a, a waterproof uh, zipper in front. They use the the Y two or the YKK Aqua Seal zipper system. Mm-hmm. It's the same zipper system that uh, I believe Yeti uses around their um, okay. their soft coolers. Um, you know, they're super comfortable from what I've seen. Um, like I said, I mean, there's a price point with all that. They are a thousand dollar pair of waders. I mean, okay. waders are already expensive, but I mean, they're a thousand. The big thing, and you know, they don't come with a bunch of pockets or nothing. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, I will say for that waiter system with Sitka gear, you know, no questions asked. If those waiters fail, they get a hole, they rip, whatnot. Forever for life, you take those waders back, you mail them back mm-hmm. into Sitka, and they repair them for you. Uh, the way they built those waders is to, you know, they're repairable. You know, there's a little oh, bit okay. extra here, a little bit extra there. There's, you know, there's different folds in it. So if you, you know, I have a buddy, I have two buddies, Stump from uh, Arm Calls. We just had him on the show mm-hmm. uh, a few episodes back. Um, he got two holes in his. Is Cisco waiters. He both times he sent them back. Um, I think believe there were both issues with the neoprene and the boots, mm-hmm. the neoprene that connects the boots. Because the, the um, on the Cisco waiters, it's a boot, it's a lacrosse boot, neoprene, and the breathable Gore-Tex. And the, the neoprene kind of binds the boot and the um, the Gore-Tex together. He, you know, they had issues with it. They so it's like back. a hybrid. Yeah, it's kind of like, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go with the hybrid because. It's maybe a couple of inches of neoprene on each side. It okay. really is. But, you know, they fixed him two weeks later. He got, you know, his waders back for, for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. He is going to get a new set of waders, or not a new set, but repaired waders if he gets leaks. Uh, my buddy Nick, uh, also a member of Val and Honor Outdoors, he was on a bear hunt for Val and Honor. Mm-hmm. And um, they were in the swamps of North Carolina chasing black bear. He was wearing Sitka waders. He poked a hole in them in those beaver runs, and um, he sent them back to Sitka. They replaced. I mean, they replaced uh, replaced the boot that he poked a hole in, and he has you know a working set of waders again. Uh, with other waiter systems, you know, even Drake that I like, yeah, using Drake systems, they only have a I think a one year warranty. Mm-hmm. 
after that one year or one season, you poke um, a hole in them or get a leak, you're kind of on your own to uh, some do either buy a new set of waders or you know do repairs on your own. You know, so that, I mean, that's things to think about when you're when you're choosing waders is how often you're gonna be hunting, what are you doing, do you want you know Cisco waders are kind of plain Jane with a you know, pocket accessory type. Mm-hmm. Whether kind of advanced with their warranty and some of the materials they use, or you know, I mean, even Banded came out with with waders with LED light pockets. <laughs> that's something you're. I mean, so it, it's really on the end user of what do you want. I mean, I have some waders systems that I own that I would recommend. Uh, one because they suit. I've either used them before or and they suited the. Uh, my lifestyle, my hunting style mm-hmm. that I, you know, that I've been doing. I mean, those, those Sitka's, I, I mean, if you think about it, it's, if they replace it for life, it's almost worth it because you got to think even your cheapest waders are over a hundred dollars. I mean, the ones you want to hunt with, cause I mean, obviously there's $60 waders, but those are for yeah. fly fishing, fishing or whatever. And I've seen those, those don't come with boots or they're, they're basically like slip on slippers or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, just for our listeners, it's, it's almost worth it. Cause if you think for a lifetime, I mean, ha- let's say for how long has a decent pair of waders last you as far as seasons go? So the, like my, my, my favorite go-to pair of waders I had before were, um, uh, the Drake equators and they lasted me before I had to get rid of them was five seasons. So five seasons. So let's say you get a decent pair of waders that cost, let's say, two hundred some dollars. Five seasons, ten years. Uh, you're that's four hundred dollars. Let's say another twenty years, it's almost a thousand dollars anyway. So let's say for the, and I, I don't want to say the weekend warrior because obviously they're not going to be hunting as much as like, um, let's say somebody like me now because hell, I ain't gonna be doing sh- nothing. But uh. Uh, or somebody yeah, like I mean, you. <laughs> tomorrow, uh, old Chris here uh, gets retired out of the army. So I mean, it's yeah. a bittersweet for him, probably. I'm, I'll be here shortly after. Yeah, it's bittersweet, but that's a that's another conversation for later. But anyways, um, it, it's just one of those things. There's somebody like you who even who's in the military who hunts as much as you do. So, I mean, I would say something like Sitka might be worth it. Now, obviously, you might have a different opinion because you haven't bought no Sitka waiters. Um, I mean, honestly, don't. The, I mean, there's there's two things that you know. I think Sitka gear is pretty good. It is kind of pr- high and pricey. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of Optifade. I know Sitka guys out there. I'm just it's that digital type pattern. Mm-hmm. My military background. We had you know, <laughs> the digital. It didn't work too hot for us. Yeah. Um, hey, it looked good on your uh, grandma's couch. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, honestly, I for the way I hunt and how I like um, the Sitka way. I I like pockets. I'm a, I like waiters that. I mean, I'll go. I keep going back to the you know talking about the Drake waiter system. Uh, there'd be days hunting in some of those wood ducks or some of the spots where I couldn't take a blind bag. I was kind of limited on gear. And with the pockets and everything that those Drake waiters had, um, I could fit what I needed. You know, I, I was able to fit shells, a bib, my calls, my license. All those pockets were waterproof. They had, the, you know, the, the, they had a fleece hand muff that was on the inside of the 
the waiter instead of the outside, uh, you know, the, the, kind of like that little kangaroo puck mm-hmm. that some waiters have. You know, the thing about those once, um, once your waiters get in the water and get wet, that kangaroo pouch just gets wet. When it gets cold, you can't keep your hands warm because you know they're in the, you know what pocket. But you know Drake was like, "Hey, let's put it on the inside, fleece line it. It's inside the waiter where it's mm-hmm. protected, you know, hundred percent protected from the the elements. Mm-hmm. You can put your hands in there. They had little slots for hand warmers, and you know they worked. They're good. Um, there was some downside with the Drake waiters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I hunt out of P rows, I hunt out of kayaks a lot in the backwater, you know, they which was kind of like a um double edged sword is those Drake waders, they had a um almost like a breathable canvas material that went over your boot to kind of protect the boot seams. Uh which worked great when I'm hunting out here in in these timber holes, kind of keeps yeah. you from um wear and tear on your boots. But when I'm getting in and then I'm a kayak ran out my P row. Mm-hmm. That little um, that flap was, you know, had um, elastic around it to protect the boot. Water would get in there. I'm getting in and out of boats. And, and then next thing I know, I look down at my Piro, and I have two inches of water from getting, you know, the bottom of my Piro. Okay, uh, so, so look, and th- this is actually a question I have. I'm pretty sure new a lot of uh, new waterfowlers. So let's just say we're, we're going to take about, I don't know a 300 meter 100 meter hike uh through the wood line through the timbers to get to the place where we're actually going to hunt we're not going to take a kayak with us um it's low enough just like the timber where we hunt at where it gets pretty um shallow would you recommend neoprene or breathables as far as like the durability because obviously it's gonna it's gonna rub off trees it's gonna rub on some twigs it's gonna rub so uh, I mean, when, it, when it comes to durability, what do you think is, and, and this is just from experience, obviously for our listeners, so, we're, not, we're not scientists, we're not experts. Yeah, I mean, it's just 2021 now. Um, I think yeah. brands now, both end of it are going to be durable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I know you want to have the, the debate about breathables or neoprene. I'm kind of indifferent. Like there's some neoprene's I, I really enjoy and there's some mm-hmm. um, breathables I enjoy. Um, I mean, both of them are going to be durable enough to you know, survive that. There's, I don't think any decent waiter system now, no matter if it's breathable or, or um, neoprene, if it's mm-hmm. lacrosse, banded, I mean, banded doesn't make uh, neoprene, but Drake, uh, Frog Tog, um, even the Cabela's brand, the Northern Flight Cabela's brand, they make some good waiters. They're yeah. all going to be 90% you know, on the same, you know, durability. Um, now, maintenance is going to be obviously a little bit different. Uh, it kind of depends on what it, you know, what it fits your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But I, for me, when it comes like, to, to new hunters is, I think functionality of the waiter system. Uh, to me, the functionality of it supersedes the, the neoprene or um, breathable debate. Because, I mean, look at Drake. Yeah. Drake's, Drake's equator system they have a a waiter. It's the yeah equator breathable waiter, right? Mm-hmm. That same waiter system, the same POSIX and same design. They have an in breathable, and in and it's a breathable layer system. So you can go hunt, you know, 
Louisiana, turn around, yeah. be able to up and go hunt up in the Nebraska's and the Dakotas in it. Um, but it has the same pocket design and everything. So I mean, for me, I, I think the functionality, like I said, for me, the functionality of waders, I think supersedes um, the whole neoprene slash um, breathable debate. Yeah, and I, I think it's just a. I, honestly, I think it's a personal preference. Um, I am going to go off of uh, at least with the website. And the website I'm using, just so people know, it's uh, HNS or HND Outdoors. Um, and basically, this is basically the pros on neoprene and pros on breathables. And it's basically the same. Um, and at the end of this, I can kind of tell you yes or no, and you can kind of correct me. So, neoprene, they're great for hunting seasons. Costs less than breathable waders. Good for extreme cold weather. Thicker material provides durability and insulation. Ideal when ideal when standing in cold weather for extended periods. Which I would say yes. Um, I know we. It doesn't get as cold down in uh, Louisiana, but um, I would say they're a little bit warmer. Uh, breathables. Uh, these are little. These are pros on them. Uh, they're obviously breathable. They're lightweight. They're comfortable. Uh, easy to run on and off, or easier to get on and off. And they're more versatile. So, for me, preference, I I, I like the whole breathable idea just because. Yeah. Um, I mean, a, and then not to cut that, you off or nothing. Yeah. But, you know, you, you keep talking about the price. So I'm here on Drake website, and like I said. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the Drake Equator Buckshot Neoprene is $300. Mm-hmm. You go to the Gradient Elite Insulated uh, Breathable Waiter, it's 200 bucks. Okay. So, I mean, I would say, yeah, I mean, obviously you've done But then you go to the breathable, the breathable tearaways with yeah. the layered system, and those are 400 bucks. I mean, so... I would say get price out of you know out of the mind. Yeah. It's I mean obviously don't get something that's out of your budget, but what do you want those waiters to do? No matter mm-hmm. what brand it is, that's I mean I mean to me that's the number one thing is what do you want those waiters to do? Do you want a bunch of pockets? Do you yeah. don't need a bunch of pockets? Are you hunting out a pit blind? Because if you're hunting out a pit blind, the Sitka waiters or even zip up waiters or there's even Drake zip up waiters that have minimal pockets. That's all you need because 90% of the st- you know, your stuff you're going to carry is going to be in a blind bag inside of your blind. Are you hunting out of, you know, behind a tree in the timber where I, yeah. you can't afford to carry a blind bag and all this other stuff? You know, you're just carrying your gun, your calls, any type of dog equipment you have, and you're only hunting, you know, over a dozen or you know, six to uh, 12 decoys that you have slung over your shoulder. You're going to need a different waiter system, a, you know, with a different pocket design, you know, to get you through that hunt. So so what would you say for and I think this is just some difficult for like somebody who's getting new into waterfowl. How do they know what to pick? Um, obviously, I, I don't know if there's areas or I don't know if Cabela does it or Bass Pro Shop. I don't know if these places do it where 
they let you wear a breathable set put in they put you in a water in a lake or some or they let you wear neoprene like do you have you heard of anything like that i mean that's that's the thing where i, I think i think our listeners want to but wanna, i mean you, you can know, try them on yeah i, mean, I, I you, but it's different it, I get I mean, the whole trying on, but it's in, different in, when you get in the environment. Water. I mean, it's where you get because it, well, I'd say it's a common sense factor. Is yeah. where do you gonna where are you gonna be hunting at? Um, are you um, are you gonna be hunting in a rice field out of a pit mm-hmm. blind? You know, if you're hunting out of that, and you know it's decent weather like down here in Louisiana, you don't even need waders. Most of those guys are wearing. Um, Hip boots. I mean, yeah. I have a pair. I have a pair of Allen hip boots that, um, you know, when I'm hunting the rice fields and the weather's nice, especially during teal season, I'm putting hip boots on. Um, you know, because I take my blind bag and I put it in the pit blind. Yeah, so it's kind of new. You know, where you're gonna hunt? Where you? Where do you know you're gonna be hunting at? And two, it always goes back to, you know, the way I, you know, the, I do my military stuff when I pack for a deployment or a field thing. It's mm-hmm. better to have it. And not need it, then yeah. need not it, have not it. Have it. Yeah. So I mean, that's why I go with a. Are the pockets in my way when I when I when I look for a waiter that has more compartmentalized? I could use. I mean, the, are they in your way? If they're not, you know, why not have them? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to put stuff in them, but there's you know there might be a day you might need to put stuff in them and might not be able to carry the you know your pit bag yeah. and stuff like that. I mean so I, I would say for the listeners who are new to waterfowl um go to your local whatever Cabela's or local outdoor store and try them on um but I think the main difference that you're gonna feel from my experience and uh, Joe's experience is that breathables are gonna be a little bit more comfortable they're gonna yeah. because they're not sticking to you but at least I felt, and I could be wrong, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Neoprenes, they definitely feel more durable because of how thick they are. Yeah. Um, you are gonna sweat in them, but you're you're not gonna get cold in them. Now, I get in breathables. You can I, like I did. I put I put waffle bottoms and, and silk. So, and, 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 you know, and most brands now have layering systems when you buy you know their their products and their clothing yeah. and stuff. So I would say the number one thing for our listeners is. Try them on. Just try them on. Um, and then see how they feel. Walk in them. I would definitely recommend getting... This is just my recommendation. I'm not saying do this, but I would definitely recommend, like Joe told me when I first bought my waders, get a size bigger. So this way, if you do... Let's say you want to go hunt Canada one day because you fell in love with goose hunting or whatever, but you can insulate those boots. So... um. At least that's my recommendation. Uh, do you have anything as far as that recommendation? I mean, no. I mean, find a good pair of socks. Um, I mean, like I said, it's 2021 now. You put yeah. a man on the moon 60 years ago. <laughs> so, I mean, gears so, I mean, you know, gear is something you could talk about for days. I mean, there's so yeah. many different brands. And like you said, find that brand, find the gear that fits your lifestyle and the way you're hunting. Um, okay, so I mean, that, you know, that's what I had to say about you know, kind of on, on the, on the as that far as, yeah. So, let, let's go into what we wanted to talk about. 
we're basically what we're going to do is we're going to kind of give from his experience, my experience, and obviously he's going to get more in depth because he's done this longer, but um, his top three waiters to get, and I'll, I'll go ahead and explain to you what my top three, and I'll give you, he's going to, I hope he would give you reasons why, and then I'm going to give you some reasons why I chose my top three. So uh, I'll go uh, ahead no and start. Is this a dictatorship? I'm telling you, yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and start because I'm the new guy. Um, so my top three, obviously I haven't had, I've dealt with a lot of waiters. Obviously my top is going to be a, a breathable, but my top one is going to be a Cabela's breathable because I feel like they, if they're not expensive, but they're not cheap. They're kind of in the middle. They're still good waiters. I love my Cabela ones. I got, they're great. I've used them all season. Nothing. I've walked through, uh, that, that, uh, Beaver Dam a couple times through it. Um, and they've been great. I would say the number two is because my son has them and they're neoprenes and they're the, um, I just brain farted. What is the one? The nickels, the ethical ones. Um, only because I've worn them. They, they do stick to you. Your, your boots not getting stuck in the, the marsh when you're walking through. Um, and they're, they are warm. The only thing about them is that I, I feel like I got a wedge in them the whole time. So, um, but as far as my number three, and I've never worn these, um, but I love the way they look. Um, and they're the, bear with me, I'm pulling them up now. Um, here we go. And I, I, I don't know if, I don't think you have, I think you have a pair of them. You might have, do you have wa- Drake waiters? I had a pair of Drake waiters. Okay. They're the Drake waiter system, buckshot equator. Uh, the neoprene ones? Neoprenes. Yeah. yeah. And I actually saw these at Cabela's. I tried them on. I mean, I loved them. They had that uh, knee material for protection, protection. They had uh, your shell compartments. They had basically what I felt, everything on there. Um, the only issue with my son's, I had to buy him a Drake uh, attachment, and you've seen it. You can hold the shells in it. It yeah. has a hand warmer and stuff. The only thing about them hand warmers, if they get in too deep, water goes in there. So yeah, and it's just like when I was telling you, uh, some there's other good waiter brands out there that yeah. have that same little hand kangaroo hoodie pouch on the mm-hmm. front, on the outside. So, I mean, what, once you get in, you know, especially those beaver runs, there is some deeper parts. Once it gets wet, it's kind of, you know, 20, at that point, it is, it is kind of useless. So, and I think the only reason I went with the whole Cabela, I just don't feel you can go wrong with Cabela. They're not the most. Yeah, they're expensive. not bad. I mean, yeah. They're not the cheapest, but they, I feel because. And then, you know, the Cabela's they're, they're brand period. Yeah, the has Cabela's. A, has a different, um, yeah. Well, let's say a different tier of waiters. I mean, they're, I think they're, they're Northern Flight. Tom, is that the one you have, the Northern Flights? Uh no, I got the uh, honestly I forgot. I know they're not yeah. the northern flights. Yeah, they, I mean they have one of the northern flights that uh they I mean they're pretty awesome looking. I mean I'd wear them. Yeah, I know. I mean, and they do have different prices. I saw some Cabela's that were three hundred some bucks, but the ones I got were two hundred and some. Yeah. And I mean I love them. They're durable. They're great. They have what they need, what I need on them, and that's it. So. Um, but let's go ahead and go into Joe's top three. So, yeah. So just like, I, you know, this gear stuff, we're, you know, we're going kind of piggybacking off of, you know, 
past episodes. I think it was our episode two, the top five. Um, mm-hmm. you know, in that episode, I said, hey, you know, what I need a shotgun to do, I need a shotgun to go boom, boom, boom. Those are three mm-hmm. things I need to do. And like I said, I told for new hunters, all right, for new guys new to the waterfowl game, you can go a little bit cheap on a shotgun. Uh, just get a, a, you know, don't get a Walmart. no brand. Yeah, I mean, don't buy like a, a brand you've never heard of or something you're kind of worried about blowing up in your face. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can get a Mossberg 500, a Remington 870, a Stoger. Yeah, I, would, uh, I, I was about to say that. I mean, Stoger is actually not a bad brand. I yeah, know it's, it's fairly new. I didn't, uh, what is it? Um, it's uh uh, uh Benelli. Benelli makes or yeah. has a contract or it's like yeah. there it's basically like it's a uh, turkish Benelli. yeah it's like it's like having a lexus or having a, a ford expedition like yeah it, it's just like the uppityer one but they're bit pretty much it's gonna do the job um i was actually looking at some stokers i might, I might end up getting just because to me i don't think they're bad yeah. guns and, so um, I, uh, I could fantasize my dream of having that code black eagle one day. <laughs> you get the Rob Roberts, yeah, edition. or uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then I said in that episode, what I say I would go expensive on is waiters. Why? Because mm-hmm. waiters are what keeps you comfortable during the hunt, um, and you need them to last. And yeah. you know, just like you said, it makes no sense of buying. 10 pairs of waders over your hunting time when you can get one pair of waders that you know last forever or whatnot. Yeah. And you know, like I said, you know, when waders is, you know, you're in the, in the military, you, you hear all oh, this is shooter's preference, shooter's preference. There's so many designs of waders and good, you know, and good brands that you know, yeah. find a waiter that suits you. But if I was to recommend three waders to anyone, these are the ones I'd recommend. The first ones are the super brush tough um, from lacrosse. Okay. The, the reason why I like those is they are a neoprene waiter. Right. And they have, but what they have a, on it is around the butt area, up the back, and around the, the knees and shins, they have what they call this the brush tough. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a, a thin layer of. You know, those are the brands. I, I mean, that's what I, you know, that's what I'm using right now is um, the lacrosse brush tufts. Mm-hmm. They have like this, um, almost like a, like a thin layer of plexiglass over. It's like pliable plexiglass. Okay. Uh, and it's you know over the parts that you know you're gonna use. You know when they you know, that are bumping into the the corn stubble or the rice stubble or going through the um. The marsh and the sawgrass is beating up. Uh, it's kind of you know, it's kind of protecting you know, to protect that front and the um, the front and the back part of your waders where you have the most contact spots. You know, going to the timber and having all that those um, underwater branches you know rake across your waders and you know draw the you know the where they're gonna rub and you know might snag and tear. Uh, they have the you know that brush tough material, which seems like like I said. I'm pretty sure it's a PVC type plastic, like you know, that's over it. So what's the price on those? Uh, those are running about two seventy. I got mine, and you know, that's re uh, that's off the website. I think I got mine on sale at Nichols for uh, two nineteen. It came, came okay. out to two twenty. Um, 
And they'll, you know, I would say, and their boot, you know, the um, lacrosse boots, I think, are probably the, the most comfortable, most durable boots in the market. I mean, even look at Sitka. The Sitka yeah. waiters, you know, they're using lacrosse boots and, you know, in their waders. So that says something for, to me, for the, their, um, their boots is when, when a high end brand like a high end brand like that is looking as out resourcing to a competitor yeah. because hey, they might obviously they got something right. Uh, the number two ones. I mean, these aren't in my, in, you know, order per se is I'm going to either go on the breathable side and these are probably my next waders or the um, equator breathable waders with the tearaway liners mm-hmm. um, just because I could use those during teal you know out here during teals I think they are a pretty versatile set of waders yeah uh, price range on them yeah they're all kind of expensive you're looking at oh uh, about Outside the you know once you get them out of the stores, they're, they're going to run you about three fifty. They're three thirty, mm-hmm. but plus tax, you're probably going to depending on where you get them at. Is you know they're going to go about for three fifty. Um, but you know, like you said, um, that style of Drake, you know, it's the same setup as those uh, buckshot ones you're talking about. Yeah, with the shotgun. Yeah, shell the thing shell holders. The, yeah, that could you know I think. For if you're using a three inch to two and three fours, it holds twelve shells on your chest. If you're using a three, you know, if you like them big boys and you're shooting a three and a half, they hold six. Mm-hmm. Um, they have you know an outside pouch pocket for the front. They have an inside pouch pocket that's for like a cell phone type pocket or um, mm-hmm. and then they have the inside fleece um. Hand muffs, and on the outside they have that one. I think it gets on your left side is a magnetic um, pocket, kind of like their shirts and everything they have. And the mm-hmm. other side is that zipper. You know, it's a good durable zipper. Um, I mean, like I said I had the buckshot ones. I've used them for five seasons. Yeah, uh, I probably used them over at least four hundred hunts in five seasons. Um, so and. Yeah. You talking about pockets, I don't mean to cut you off, but one thing I forgot is those Cabela ones actually come with a waterproof pocket because you said it's for your phone or whatever inside. Um, And inside that pocket, there's also um, a patching kit, which is just a waterproof pocket that can hold my phone inside my waders. So I I thought that was pretty cool. I think that's something also to look out for. Yeah. uh, For people picking waders. But it, it came to mind when you started talking about pockets and. Yeah, and you know, so I'm saying, and I like those waiters because, like I said, there was times, but you know, you said, you know, maybe in the military, the job I have now, I have a little bit of lenient times sometimes I can make a quick hunt before work. Um, mm-hmm. so I usually time we uh, stump makes fun of me, but yeah, I chase some woodies before work, man. I, you know, <laughs> I love them, they're fun to shoot, they're fun to good to eat. I, I mean, they're quick, beautiful birds, period. And it's so. a quick hunt, so yeah, you know, they're... sometimes you know, you've hunted mm-hmm. with me. Sometimes I can't afford to bring in a bunch of gear out there. I, I know that, hey, first shooting lights to be at 630. I got to be out of that hole by 710, you know, to make it, you know, to make it's it all the way back to work by 9 or 930. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's changed everything, beret on, boots on, you know, ready to go for the day. So I got to make, you know, I got to use my time and, hey, 
those Drake waiters, I could, you know, hey, I had pockets where I could put my cell phone, everything I need, my calls in, my license. Uh, I could D-ring a little um, game toad on me. Mm-hmm. Use my six week well, wood duck decoys, go out there, shoot my two to three wood ducks, and you know, get on get and get back yeah. to work and on the day. So, so those to me were the most versatile waiters I I had on. And I I keep saying, um, I keep using Drake and I keep bringing them up. I am not, you know, I don't pro staff for Drake. You know, <laughs> I, I do pro staff for Tangle Free, um, but I will say Drake is a huge supporter. Of Val and Honor, yeah. Um, you know they, you know they've you know they've hooked us up with discounts and um, they've also helped us with money uh, fundraisings for Val and Honor and for veteran trips and all that. Um, my third brand that I would say, and um, I've never personally used them. I've tried other people's on. Mm-hmm. Is going to be the Sitka waiters, the Sitka Delta zip up waiters. Um, and those are they the come, ones with the lifetime warranty. Yeah. Um, okay. They come in two colors. I'd say I'm not a big fan of the Sitka Timber color. I do like the Marsh color mm-hmm. scheme. It's kind of like the same color scheme as like a um, the Max 5, but just pixelated. Uh-huh. Um, man, I, they're the OptiFade for the Timber. You know, nothing against guys like it. Nothing against Sitka. Like I said, they're great. It's a great brand. They make some super great uh, products. Just right now, it's kind of out of my army budget. <laughs> um, that retirement budget, though. Yeah, I know. When I retire, <laughs> um, but like I said, I wasn't. I'm not a huge fan of their um, yeah. their uh, timber um, OptiFade. I have seen people use that timber OptiFade. Um, what do you call it? Doing the sea duck hunts and stuff when yeah. they're kind of complaining with the water or the that slap. Um, like that lava rock on the beach sometimes. It looks like mm-hmm. it does pretty good. But, I mean, that way you can't beat the lifetime warranty and they'll repair it on it. I mean. Yeah, which is. And what people who don't wear, who are new to waterfowl, you got to understand it's your waders are going to leak. They're eventually going to leak. Yeah. So. I mean, everything, everything is built. Yeah. Everything is built to not last. Yeah. So they're going to leak. So yeah, that, everything in the world has a shelf life. Yeah. So that to me personally, and I'm actually thinking about, uh, I might spend the money to get them, but the Sitka waiters and uh lifetime warranty that you, to me, you can't beat that. Like for me, I'm thinking about the long run because I do plan on still going out there. I mean, I'll be driving. I told you I'm going to drive down, down here to Lacassine, like do a teal hunt and stuff with the, uh, with the kids and stuff. So, but yeah, but, I can't that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just like you said, every, you know, it's a lifetime warranty during for law. You know, hey, that's what a lot of the stuff is going toward in the waterfowl industry now. Uh, yeah. And I've noticed. Um, look at Benelli, the Benelli Best with the best finish. Um, then that, that a gun to have a finish, mm-hmm. right? That has, um, I think it's a thirty-year warranty that that finish won't corrode or chip or whatnot. If it yeah. does, they replace it. Like you can't. I mean, thirty years. If I buy that gun now, um, that gun's in. The, I'm gonna hand that off to my kids. <laughs> I mean, I'm 35 now. Yeah. I mean, hopefully I'll be hunting in my 60s and 70s. But you gotta think, like, you know, everyone's going for that. You know, brands are now going for that long haul. You know, and 
I, I really hope they do. And honestly, I think that that's going to that only be better for the industry. Uh, just my personal thought, obviously there's an economic scale out there that uh, beyond from what we know, but um, it's just, uh, I, I really hope they do. And I, I like that Benelli does that. Yeah, it's pricey, but you got to think it's a lifetime fix. Um, same thing with the waiters. It's a lifetime fix. You're going to get holes. You can think you, you can buy the most expensive waiters you get. I, you're going to get holes. I mean, I mean, yeah, just trying to think about some of the places we hunt. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, there was another brand of waiters that I, mean, I, I had for a while. That's me. A couple seasons. It mm-hmm. was the, um, the Gander mountain, uh, mountain waiters before you know they went out of business and all that. I yeah. had like their store brand waiters. They were good waiters. I liked them. They worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was hunting up in North Carolina in a uh, little beaver slough, and those dang beavers. I mean, the, the they chew on those sticks like um, and make them into you know spikes and stuff. Spikes and stuff like dang poopy yeah. sticks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I man, it was a good hunt I had that day. I mean, it was one of the, one day one of the hunts I'll cherish with my kids forever. Um, me and my son, man, we, we we laid into the mallards and um, wood ducks that day. Yeah, I, you know, I remember. I, you know, I I ended my hunt with a um a limited. I ended my hunt with a I tripled on a bird. Uh-huh. Uh, two wood ducks came in, or I shot one of the. I shot the hen. My son shot the drake. Yeah, right when that right when we were done shooting, a pair of mallards came in. I dropped both mallards. Nice. Um, and I had to go. You know, the the drake fell a little bit further. I was like, I ain't gonna walk through this muck and go pick it up. Yeah. So I was walking, walking, walking. I kind of stumbled, felt a little weird. I was like, yeah, what the heck was that? And I felt something rubbing against my foot. Yeah. Um, I thought it was one of my shell casing, went into my waiter and kind of you know, worked its way down. Now, like that plastic rubbing. Uh-huh. The hunt's over. We, we're, we're in flooded timber. It was waist deep water. Yeah. We leave, we get out. I look, it's a broken off, sharpened beaver stick <laughs> that went through my boot. <laughs> and just went over the top of my foot. You know, <laughs> luckily, if it was like a half an inch lower, it would have penetrated my foot out of the horrible, probably one of the worst ones I've ever been on. Yeah, um, that's crazy. <laughs> but I mean, stuff happens, like stuff like that. And, you know, waiters should, you know, no company's building waiters to resist getting stabbed by pretty much uh, a spear. Yeah, you would have, basically have titanium uh, walking yeah, around there. Yeah, titan- pretty much it was a beaver harpoon <laughs> yeah. that went through. Um, and when I pulled the stick out, it was a quarter size gash oh, wow. through my, um, boots. I mean, those, um, I did use them for a few more hunts. I used, uh, shoe goose and flex seal with a gorilla tape, <laughs> taped the hole. In the, I mean, it lasted, that was probably, it lasted the rest of me, the uh, lasted me the rest of that season. Yeah. And that was back in 2015. Mm-hmm. Last me the rest of that season. And that's when that, the next season uh 2016 season i bought those um drake waiters and i okay. had them all the, all the way through uh 2020 was the last season i used them for and so I, last year yeah last year and I, this last year, year i bought those um though for the, the 2020 lacrosse. season cross waiters yeah, yeah, yeah okay. me for almost five years yeah can't complain about it i mean all, all in all i think it's good i think as far as for our listeners i think uh and I'm just going to end it like this. Um, do your research. Uh, 
figure out what you want out of waders try them on yeah i get it you're probably not going to be able to try them on the water but try them on understand that uh breathables are going to be obviously more breathable because that's what they're that's what they're called and yeah the word breathable yeah the word breathable and neoprene i feel like they're going to be a lot more durable uh warmer um but that's all i have as far as it comes to uh i guess given my knowledge the little knowledge i have um i I feel like this was a good one uh joe kind of had a little bit more knowledge on this than i did but just from my experience from you guys so joe do you have any uh any comments no um just hey i want to thank the listeners uh for supporting us oh me and chris have been looking at you know our uh, demographics yeah we got it, france and venezuela yeah, we What's got people in france and oh venezuela. no for argentina international argentina. listeners I, I really appreciate you guys yeah. um hey if you're listening on youtube subscribe and like hit that like button do us a favor yeah. like us on spotify and all you know you know all Apple that podcast and yeah, podcast. podcast platform and um, don't forget the, the reason why we started this podcast yeah. it was to you know, talk to the new hunters and the veteran hunters that are, you know, guys that are serving, you know, the men and women serving this country, first responders and stuff that, you know, might move around or, you know, to different, you know, different flyways. That's what we call it the flyway connections. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, and it's also to, you know, highlight Val and Honor Outdoors. Uh, if you, you know, the best way to support this podcast is going to Val and Honor Outdoors and um, support them. Uh, without them, this podcast wouldn't exist. Yeah, so, and, I, and I don't mean to cut you off. What I would say is uh, for the listeners who are first responders, veterans, or even somebody who's into what the waterfowl, don't be afraid to give us a call to ask us questions about an area where you're moving to. Because, uh, yeah, Joe probably will know a lot more personnel than I will. But, I mean, I can get with Joe and we can kind of work that out for you. And then for our service members and first responders, if for some reason – you hear us first and you want to get a hold of us, we can always link you up with Val and Honor Outdoors and those guys uh, will, will do right by you also. Yeah, I mean, more than happy. You know, that's what we're here for. Val and Outdoors waiting to take people out hunting and fishing or any <laughs> type of outdoor excursion you guys want. Yeah, so um, just let us know. Yeah, for our listeners, just so y'all know, I will be back in North Texas if you're in the area. Don't be afraid to shoot me an uh, email or whatever. Uh, hit us on Messenger on uh, Facebook or Instagram, and I'm more than happy to take you out, uh, whatever it may be, for a hike or whatever on the boat or something. So I know Joe will too, and I know Val and Honor will. So uh, that's all I have. Do you have anything? That's it. Hey, right. thank y'all. Yeah, thank y'all. And like always, y'all have a good one. Mm-hmm.